Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll check in at the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair this week in Brandon. Also, we'll hear from the new president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. And at first in today's country comment, I'll chat with Tyler Fulton, president of Manitoba Beef Producers. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The governments of Canada and Manitoba are making changes to the Agra Recovery Drought Assistance Program to make it easier for producers to receive funding and to enhance financial compensation. Tyler Fulton is president of Manitoba Beef Producers. The changes are welcome. Um, I think, you know, the province took a fairly targeted approach uh, as compared to the other prairie provinces. Uh, with respect to their agri-recovery feed assistance program. Um, and as a result, I think they've, they've been willing to, to tweak it to, um, to make sure that it, that it meets the needs. Um, and so what we've seen is um, just this most recent change, um, expand uh, the, the maximum uh, that uh, producers can claim, um, and it, it's, it's a little bit of a, a shift, but... Um, welcome. Um, it, it, what it does is it makes more people eligible um, and it makes them more elig- uh, eligible for, for a higher maximum per head. So um, any way you cut it, these are positive changes and we, we really appreciate that in, in you know, a, a drought year and uh, a, a, a tough winter. And we also saw the uh, the deadline um, extended for the uh, livestock feed and transportation drought assistance program to to May thirteenth. Yeah, it it was um, also another change that they made, um, kind of addressing I think the uh, the tough winter that we had. Um, I think that uh, feed requirements this year were were definitely higher than what they have been in the past. Uh, from you know due to the higher you know the lower temperatures, but also the the snow and wind, and so that had the effect of um, really forcing guys to look for feed feed um, later than they would have anticipated. Um, and so that I think that change, uh, that shift in the deadline, addresses that concern. I was Tyler Fulton, president of Manitoba Beef Producers. Switching gears, we'll now take a look at the hog markets. Tyler's also director of risk management with Ham's Marketing Services. The forward contract prices have kind of reflected a pretty exceptional position, uh, you know, compared to, to history. Um, when you've got summer prices that uh, exceed $280 per pig um, over, you know, over several weeks, on, on several different programs, um, it, it's it's exceptional. Um, the the one thing to note, obviously, is that feed prices are also exceptional. And so, the what producers need to focus on is the margins that are available um, at those at those levels. Um, so, yeah, the the forward pricing um, represents some good opportunities. Uh, but we're seeing, you know, we continue to see really volatile prices in the context of what's happening in the Ukraine, um, with some pretty significant changes in supply over the course of the last six months, and uh, and then demand factors that are still, you know, are still uh, getting impacted by supply chain issues. What about uh, cash prices? 
cash prices again um, have been exceptional. We've got you know cash prices this week, um, you know, ranging from two hundred and twenty dollars per CKG to two hundred and forty, depending on the specific program. So for this time of year, these are exceptional prices. Um, but again, you know, it, it's important to reference the fact that we are also looking at uh, well exceptionally high prices for soybean meal, uh, protein, other protein meals, and, and corn and, and the carbohydrate component of the diet as well. Just um, exceptional times all around. All right. Any, any other highlights in, in, with the hog markets, Tyler? Or? Um, just that, uh, you know, we, I think the hog and pig report reflects a, a fairly steady trend in, in numbers. We've seen some pretty big fluctuations over the course of the last uh, few months. Um, but you know the breeding herd is you know is coming in relatively steady, and that typically is the best indicator for long term trends and uh, and I think what we can see is that we're we're probably through some of the you know the quick dips in in the volume of hogs that we've seen, and maybe we'll start to stabilize over the course of the next year or so. That was Tyler Fulton, Director of Risk Management with HAMS Marketing Services. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon. I'm Corey Canute. The governments of Canada and Manitoba are making changes to the Agra Recovery Drought Assistance Program to make it easier for producers to receive funding and to enhance financial compensation. An extension has also been put in place for the Livestock Feed and Transportation Drought Assistance Program. The program, which covers feed, feed transportation, and related extraordinary expenses, will now cover eligible expenses up until April 15th. The application deadline has been updated to May 13th. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association elected a new leadership team at its recent AGM. Saskatchewan's Reg Schellenberg and Nathan Finney of New Brunswick were elected as president and vice president, respectively, for 2022-23. Schellenberg takes the reins from Bob Lowe, who will stay on the CCA board as past president, and chair of the Public and Stakeholder Engagement Program for the next two years. The Manitoba government has signed a funding agreement with the Manitoba 4-H Council to support the organization with a $900,000 investment over three years. Shannon Carvey is Executive Director of the Manitoba 4-H Council. We are uh, grateful for our funding that we received from the Department of Agriculture and the Manitoba government. It is a tremendous positive for our organization uh, in terms of programming for our members. Um, And some of that funding trickles down to our grassroots level uh, of our area councils. And they uh, do all, we have 10 area councils across the province. And they do a tremendous job of providing um, programming for their clubs in their specific areas, but it also helps with programming and um, project manual development and printing, etc. The funding will help the Manitoba 4-H Council deliver programming across the province to 102 4-H clubs for more than 1,000 members. And the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is looking for producers to participate in this year's Green Gold Alfalfa Testing Program. Here's Chair Lawrence Knockhart. So it's been going on for, I believe it's 25 years now, and uh, I've been involved with it the whole time. So yeah, it's been very interesting the, the way it changes with, if you get some like frost that set back the alfalfa, or depending on how much it rains or how hot it is, it varies when uh, the optimum time to cut is. It can vary as much as three weeks. So it's uh, kind of important to have this tool that we can know exactly what we're getting when we're wanting to take alfalfa off at the optimum level. 
That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Knute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, March 31st. I'm Corey Knute. Coming up today, Glenda Lee Allen Wasser will chat with the new president of the Canadian Cattlemen's Association. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association has elected a rancher from Beachy, Saskatchewan, Reg Schellenberg, as its new president. Glenda Lee Allen Wasser had a chance to catch up with Reg yesterday. Now, Reg, you were first elected as a director to the Canadian Cattlemen's Association in 2010. Now you are taking over as president of the organization. Talk to us a little bit uh, about that move and how it feels. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank our our past president, Bob Lowe. The last two years were very challenging for for Canadian beef producers, and Bob helped us navigate through COVID-19, extreme droughts, wildfires, 99% of all of our meetings were either held virtually or on conference calls. And definitely, uh, Bob had very few face-to-face meetings, which was ironic. He's probably the only president that had to live live in that new dynamic. Going forward, I guess, my focus right now is going to be on enhancing the business risk programs to help producers cover cover their basis, uh, their commodities. And I'm thinking specifically of the livestock insurance program. We're going to push hard to become to make this program available across Canada so that producers in the eastern provinces that want to participate have that opportunity. And although we, we really appreciate and support the Livestock Price Insurance Program, we realize the biggest inequity is the fact that the premiums are not cost shared. And that'll be our big focus is to get, get LPIP so it is cost shared premium just like all other insurance op- opportunities that we have as producers. What do you see as some other key issues and and challenges for the cattle industry that need to be addressed? Well, obviously, the the emphasis on climate change is is going to be front and center with the current government that we have. And so I think uh, Canadian Cattlemen's is definitely uh, wanting to be right up up front and promoting the fact that ranchers and cattle producers across this country are, are maintaining and utilizing stewardship practices that are enhancing the ecosystem and definitely cattle are the solution, not the problem. And that's the key message that we want to emphasize with with the federal government. And uh, obviously the PowerPoint presentation, Guardians of the Grasslands, was put together with CCA and in partnership with NCC, Nature Conservancy Canada. And that's really been very well uh, received. And we're trying to get that positive message out there. One of the other things that uh, hopefully we don't have to deal with this year, but some producers are are definitely still on the dry side. The the drought last year, and in some cases, number of years, has really taken a toll. It definitely has, and, and we are no exception to that. Right here around our, our home base at Beachy, it's very, very dry. Subsoil moisture content is almost nil. We did have a good snow cover, but the amount of actual spring runoff was very, very disappointing. So going forward, we're going to be watching exactly where things are headed with, with the, uh, with the uh, very limited amount of water access for livestock. And we need to focus on uh, more availability of, of uh, programming and, and uh, program support in terms of possibly pumping water or other developments so we can enhance our storage capacities. It's, it's, it's difficult now during the 
middle of a drought to be proactive and get things done. It's better to get them done long term. But we'll do the best that we can, and we definitely are staying in touch with each province and monitoring where they're at. But currently, it, it's a little stressful going forward. Absolutely. Now, of course, last week, your meetings, your convention was held in Ottawa. Did you have a chance to meet with MPs? And how did that go? Talk to us a a little bit about those meetings, especially if you had a chance to talk with the federal agriculture minister, Minister Bebeau. Yes, we had had an opportunity to do both, Glenda Lee. uh, There was a reception that was held with MPs and, and their staff. Of course, all parties are invited, and uh, there's an opportunity there for some networking from CCA through to the politicians and emphasis on on some of the issues that we have concern in terms of business risk management. We also are, are really pushing forward for a, a federal vaccine, foot and mouth, foot and mouth vaccine bank uh, in Canada. We don't have one currently, and the threat of foot and mouth disease is, is something that could have a potential 60 billion dollar impact on the canadian economy and we want to be prepared in advance and get this get this vaccine bank domestically have it ready to go and uh, available for our industry if needed also free trade was was a conversation that we discussed with minister bebo and obviously the the canada uk free trade agreement is one that we are somewhat disappointed with because these bilateral agreements have to benefit both countries and so far, the UK is the one country that benefits, and there's really nothing in it for Canada. And until we get some of these things ironed out, they're really not that advantageous for us to pursue. I know you and I have talked in the past, and you referenced it quickly at the beginning, talking about enhancing the business risk management programs so that they really are more effective for cattle producers. Absolutely. It's, it's imperative. As volatile as things are currently... I mean, it's it's really difficult to make good decisions because it changes daily. And with the situation in the Ukraine, the potential for uh, a short supply of feed grains being produced worldwide, and uh, we have no idea when things will tone down in that part of the world, we definitely want to be able to have some programs out there so producers can make well-informed decisions and do their do the risk management and sign up and, and get enrolled because I, I think it's going to be imperative going forward. Overall, final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with producers? Well, I think the Canadian Cattlemen's Association wants producers to understand that we we will we will pr- promote, preserve and protect the beef industry for uh, future generations. And at any time when the provinces have issues of concern, we are are. Um, phone call apart we definitely want to work together collaboratively i i have to compliment the uh, ministry of saskatchewan agriculture we've had a great relationship and we hope that continues we know it will continue and uh, we look forward to working with them but as far as uh, all the all the provinces that are, are involved we hear you loud and clear and we're here to represent you that's red schallenberg president of the canadian cattlemen's association for Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.
Time now for a look at the farm calendar. An in-person public engagement session for the Plum Murray Watershed will take place tonight starting at 6.30 at the Plum Coulee Community Hall. The Royal Manitoba Winter Fair continues this week until Saturday at Brandon's Keystone Centre. The annual general meeting for Manitoba Pork is planned for April 6th at the Fairmont Winnipeg. You can register on the Manitoba Pork website. The Manitoba Sustainable Energy Association invites you to the annual Sustainable Energy Conference April 6th at the William Glesby Centre in Portage La Prairie. And Manitoba Beef and Forage Initiative is hosting grazing workshops April 12th to the 14th. You can register with MBFI. Meetings take place at the Northdale Farm Site north of Brandon on April 12th, April 13th at the Ericsdale Community Centre and April 14th at the Grandview Kinsman Community Centre. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon, the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair continues this week at the Keystone Centre in Brandon. Reporter Barry Lamb was there and caught up with Jeremy Fraze from the Grunthal area. Jeremy is with Manitoba Chicken Producers. We've uh, lost the connection to most of the kids knowing where their food is coming from. And so we want to reconnect with them. And uh, so I'm taking my family out. We try to reconnect with the public. And no matter what industry or we're a mixed farm, so we have all kinds of different animals on our farm. We just want to touch base with the community, show them where their food is, show them how much we care about the animals. That is huge. And how much money or time is invested in these animals because we want to make a safe product for our clients. And how are things in the chicken industry right now? They have challenges like everything else. I'm really grateful for the consumers right now that they're willing to get takeout and everything else to keep our industry going. That's huge. So a huge thank you to them. Um, And the industry itself, we all get blips. We're doing, we got different things. It's a live product. So you always have some new challenges come down every couple years or whatever. So we're going through that. However, that said, very involved lots of people involved we want the best for our animals and things are doing generally very well in a nutshell you've got a few display cases here what what are you showcasing specifically here well we go through the whole stage of the animal's life right you want to go from where the birds originate then we go to the egg the hatchery and then to the end product of different birds of different cycles so we'll have some meat birds we'll have some uh, breeder birds and the breeders are the ones that produce the eggs which we grow into then protein at some and at the end product and what parts of the province are kind of the hotbeds for the chicken industry is it mostly the southeast or is there a fair bit in the southwest or central how does it break down I'm from the southeast, and I know there's a bunch of barns because I'm part of an association, Grunthal Brother Association, out that way. There are many representatives as far as Saskatchewan, um, which some people don't know about, but we're all over the place. And how nice to have this fair on this week. It's been a rough two years for everybody, and how nice to be able to get out and uh, see people and showcase things. Absolutely wonderful. Huge thank you to Brandon, to everybody else hosting, and for the exhibitors to actually put out and show up to help the st- to help clients and everything else and different people of the public so huge thank you that was jeremy phrase with manitoba chicken producers barry lamb also caught up with tara bergen with manitoba beef producers she was working the booth this week at the fair just letting people know that we're here uh the beef industry is looking good and uh we're in a very uh, great industry that uh, is doing well in the 
despite what's been going on the last few years. How about people in the industry? Still lots of active producers out there and young ones coming up? It's active, yeah. There's uh, quite a few young people coming through uh, into the industry. Um, it's a little more tougher to get into, but these days, uh, any opportunity for young farmers to get into, just take it. And feed supplies through the winter. How was it for uh, having feed supplies with the way the last year was in some parts? Uh, lots of feed was out there for the year? Um, some guys have been struggling, but there has been uh, like a good uh, uh, amount that was uh, taken throughout the winter. And uh, the feed supply should look good this spring, but we'll see. That's, the, opti- the optimism is there. And what's the mood in the industry? Is it optimistic overall and pricing and all that? How are things going right now? Uh, it looks like the pricing is uh, higher, but everything is higher these days. So you just have to uh, make adjustments of what your industry needs. That was Tara Bergen with Manitoba Beef Producers chatting with reporter Barry Lamb this week at the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair in Brandon. The event wraps up at the Keystone Centre on Saturday. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Farm Credit Canada says the country's food manufacturing industry performed well in 2021. The latest annual food report says food manufacturing sales increased 14.8% to more than $125 billion in 2021 and are projected to increase 7.4% in 2022. Last year was the strongest year-over-year sales growth recorded since 1992, The export market contributed to an estimated 36.8% of sales. Overall, Canadian food manufacturing exports grew by 16.9% in 2021. Exports to China declined over 16% on lower pork demand. The Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is expecting its green gold alfalfa testing program to get underway in May. Chair Lawrence Knockhart says they're once again looking for producers to participate. He talked about the response last year. I believe 23 producers took part in it. It's important whether it's dry or, or cold or wet because now you you know the optimum time to take it off. Like instead of waiting for it to try and grow, stretch a little more, maybe it's sometimes better to take it off when it's got the best feed value and then you can hope for a rain after that and get a, a, a nice second cut. Manitoba Agriculture has provided $5,000 to help the Manitoba 4-H Club purchase a life-sized model cow simulator. Shannon Carvey is executive director of the Manitoba 4-H Council. It is an exceptional educational tool that we'll be able to use for years to come, and uh, she'll be housed at uh, MBFI at Brookdale and be able to to be used as an educational piece for urban and rural uh, youth and adults alike uh, for years to come. It was also announced that the Manitoba government has signed a funding agreement with the Manitoba 4-H Council to support the organization with a $900,000 investment over three years. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll talk about today's USDA Perspective Plantings Report. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.